You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. So, uh, <laughs> what are we smoking this week, Brad? Mmm, bourbon. <laughs> and literally, I mean, we are smoking M bourbon by Macinudo, which is mmm bourbon. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, this is g- kind of new for us. Uh, we don't think we've ever smoked in a flavored cigar, but. Supposedly, this isn't I mean, I've just smoked flavored cigars. So, like, we haven't you know, reviewed whiskey, a flavored yeah, cigar. I mean, I, I, I guess that's probably. Yeah, we don't do a whole lot of infused cigars here, and you know, the few of the whiskey infused cigars I've seen, this one's a little bit different because they're saying this is basically like a old fashioned without the glass, which is kind of our one of our favorite cocktails to have. So it's, you know. Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with Ecuadorian binder and uh, Dominican filler, but they've added a touch of cherry and bitters and bourbon to make it that uh, old-fashioned without the glass. No. Just no. (laughs) (laughs) And for the people who accuse us for only liking every cigar we smoke, this today's show might be a... (laughs) A departure from that, because... I mean, like, I can't even say cigar. Like, (laughs) this is, like, a a step up from a Swisher Sweet, but me personally, I think I would rather go with a Swisher Sweet, because at least with a wine tip, I know what I'm getting. (laughs) This, This is a concept that... You know what? If you just like something sweet and airy and you don't want your cigar to resemble a cigar, hey, this is all for you. This is not for me. I would say if you're a... Like, I I, I would hands down take the acid Cuba Cuba and I'll smoke 20 of them in a row before I light up another one of these. Like, (laughs) that's just, you know... This is so far away from... A, a, a cigar that I just and, and yeah, I can't get the sugary taste out of them. It is super sweet. Yeah, I mean this if, thing is almost like if you took simple syrup and dumped it over a cigar. Yeah, if you were, or did a shot of simple syrup and then followed it up with, um, yeah, if your uh, bartender doesn't make the old fashioned right and puts far too much simple syrup, so it tastes more like sugar than it does bourbon. This 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 is an improperly mixed old fashioned. <laughs> and you know, originally like I, I, I kinda had hopes, right? Like the the thing about the old fashioned is unless you really go to you know, somebody that has mastered the craft of the old fashioned or, you know, just into mixology, like an old fashioned isn't just let me walk up to any bar and say give me an old fashioned. 
um, because you will get so many variations. It's not something you might get good and, at Applebee's, and, for instance. Yes, yeah, and oftentimes they're not very good. Um, this is taking that not very good old fashioned and like, I mean, I think this would be better if there was something to give it a little bit more strength. Like, you know, maybe to... Something like at least let the tobacco through a little like, bit. Like, I don't feel like there's any tobacco or anything in here. Like, I, I feel like all I'm getting is just sweet and then, oh, there's smoke in my mouth. Um, Let me <laughs> exhale and, like... Yeah, I'm not even really getting the bourbon infusion either. Like, I'm just tasting, like, cherry and sugar. That's... <laughs> like, I, I just... I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not for me. Um, maybe maybe some people love it and, you know, hey, we're just assholes or, you know, cigar <laughs> snobs, whatever you want to say. But, um, I, yeah, if you're an acid or like a, a sweet cigar smoker, like my wife loves the sweet cigars, this would be something she would probably like. But for, for well, us. Well, then call your wife out here and tell her to put my <laughs> stick in her mouth, would you? Like. <laughs> Uh, that, that no, no, not gonna do it. She'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Brad wants you to put a sweet stick in his mouth, like her mouth, whatever. I don't know. I got a headache. Uh, nope. But hey, we're only in the first, and we just lit this thing up. Maybe it'll smooth out. Maybe we'll get some more notes as we go. But right now, it's <laughs> my hopes aren't high. Uh, I mean, I just. I don't know. There's what flavors are there are just so far outside of any kind of cigar spectrum that I, I don't feel like I'm smoking a cigar. I don't know. I'm picking up a little bit of the bitters on a retrohale, but yeah, I'm still just tasting cherries. <laughs> but if you're tasting cherries with bitters. That's still not a very good combination. Like, yeah, they definitely should have up the uh, either up the tobacco or up the bourbon side of this. So there's a little more of that whiskey oakiness to it. I mean, because we've we've done you know some bourbon barrel aged cigars that were pretty good. You know, I mean the the, the notes of bourbon came through and, and and stuff. And I think taking that and you know. Taking the sweetness down by about a thousand percent. Um, it might have been better if it was a Maduro, uh, like a stronger wrapper, like a Maduro, where this Connecticut is so mild that all you're tasting is the artificial flavors that have been added. Yeah, well, I mean, it just, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. So, in order to get through this uh, this cigar, we need to call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. If you want some good flavors that aren't, uh, like bad uh, Applebee's old fashions. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. They ship anywhere in the world. They probably even ship to a galaxy far, far away. Speaking of which, and also having low expectations Hold on, going I just in, realized something. What? So on the label, this literally says, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. This isn't. <laughs> I mean, dude, it Right here in the branding in front of our face the entire time. <laughs> Damn it. We were tricked. <laughs> That's what we get for not reading the instructions. <laughs> so this week is kind of part two of our Star Wars uh, December. Because we're going to 
when we did our Mando episode last week, we were two episodes shy of the end. We've seen the end, so we're going to talk a little bit about the the wrap-up of The Mandalorian, and then we're going to get into the wrap-up of the Skywalker saga and talk about a little film called Rise of Skywalker. Here, let me do it in my Emperor voice. Rise of Skywalker. Spoilers? Shit. <laughs> nah, that was in the trailer. But yeah, there's going to be some fucking spoilers, so if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, wait a little bit. And with that, we'll be right back. This will be the final word in the story of Skywalker. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Get tickets now. And we're back. So, uh, yeah, since we're talking about Mandalorian and Skywalker, if we go a little long, we go a little long. Fook it. So let's start with... That's good, because I've done no show prep. I have done no news. We have nothing to go on. Like <laughs> This is one of those days where you try to look it up as we're recording. I mean, you know, some days I just wing it. So this will be raw off the cuff. It'll probably suck. So if you think that... Damn, Brad's opinions suck normally. They're gonna really suck this go round. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're gonna talk about all this, the the uh, trailers we saw when we went to see Skywalker. <laughs> That's the only, re- only let's see. We've there done. was Disney and more Disney and more Disney. Uh, basically, every Disney franchise ever is getting a live action remake. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's. We'll just sum it up. And and Tom Holland is about to be in more films than The Rock, I think. It's like, <laughs> who, oh, who people like Tom Holland, Holland in uh, Spider-Man, so Disney's going to put him in all the movies. Still got to see Jumanji too. speaking of The Rock. Anyway, let's, let's start off with a, a wrap-up of a continuation of our last week's chat about The Mandalorian. You've seen the last two episodes now. I've seen the last two episodes now. And the internet hates Jason Sudeikis at this point. <laughs> I mean... He he repeatedly bashed Baby Yoda, <laughs> especially when he. I mean, I, I, I so, bit homeboy's finger and he like literally punched him in the face. I mean, I will say that you know the the Baby Yoda thing has created more memes and more marketing campaigns than like people I know that don't give a flip about Star Wars are, are sending me shit of Baby Yoda are like. <laughs> You know, hey, I crochet, and I've never had a nerdy thing in my life, but I crocheted a Baby Yoda. I'm well, like... Mike sent me a Baby Yoda margarita some bar had that <laughs> made Yoda in a margarita glass. And I mean, can we even call it Baby Yoda? I mean, you know... The the child or whatever it's yeah, called. like, you know, because Yoda's a thing. I don't think Yoda's a species. But then again, I don't think we actually know what Yoda's species is called. Maybe that's something we'll find out season two. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, hmm, maybe there's an, an acronym, you know, or something there. But uh, yeah, I digress. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, the last two episodes were kind of the the wrap up of of the uh, the hunt for for Baby Yoda. Those last two episodes were badass. I mean, those were fairly intense. Like, well, I think you know, for me, like, because pretty much most of the episodes have been like little one off adventures, where this was like the first like kind of big two-parter and motherfuckers ended it on a cliffhanger before Christmas 
And we're like, how can we enjoy Christmas knowing Baby Yoda's in danger? Because it ends with Krill getting killed and two inept biker troopers snatching him up. Yeah. And then our favorite Mando and uh, Rebel shock trooper and shady uh, bounty hunter guys like trapped in a bar surrounded by... You know, we kept saying like uh, homeboys had the dirty rundown stormtroopers like, oh no, the, the legit like, you know... Stormtroopers showed up and shot the piss out of everybody. <laughs> Which is really weird because, like, if I'm surrounded by stormtroopers, I'm thinking in my head the probability is um, 90% I'm not getting shot. <laughs> you know, I mean, even like, you know, when they're on their speeder bikes trying to target practice and, like, you know, like. <laughs> that was the best joke. <laughs> and then, like, they're like, hey, we've got the package. Can we drop it off? Or, like, I don't know. Wait for orders. Uh, do we have orders yet? Well, he just killed an officer for interrupting him, so it's it may be a minute. And they're there waiting, so they start shooting at like a can, and they can't hit anything. And they're like looking at their guns, like, "What's wrong with these things?" <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the sights are off. I, it, but you know, some of the running gags, I mean, was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting, you know, the tie-ins to you know, Clone Wars and everything else. Like, you know, there was so much there that I'm like. Holy crap! Like, yeah. Like, I'm pretty much gonna have to go back and watch every Star Wars property ever because everything <laughs> is going to, you know, it ties in, intermingles, and it's like, holy crap! Like, yeah, the, like the big reveal at the end that Moff Gideon didn't die, and he cuts himself out of the crash Tie Fighter with the dark saber from Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. I was like, holy shit! It's the freaking dark saber. And it's like, uh, last time we saw that, that was like the leader of Mandalore's sword. So if he has it, some bad shit went down in Mandalorians. Uh, so no wonder they're all living in a sewer. <laughs> That's okay. Because he got a sweet backpack. <laughs> and then we jets. Yeah. And then we, yeah, he got, he finally got his, uh, his jets. He's and, and his sig- signal or signal or whatever. And I got to say the, uh, the Mandalorian armor lady turned out to be a badass when like, you know, half of their guys got killed after they rescued him. And she's like, I'm not leaving until I recycle all the best scar and stuff. And they're like, you know, she's like, you know, leave and whatnot. So like when the stormtroopers finally show up, she's just sitting there like meditating and they're like, Hey, and like poker. And she gets up and like fucks up a squad of stormtroopers with like her hammers. <laughs> I mean, like just smashing dudes. So I was like, hell Yes. I mean, I think you got to be a pretty badass, though, if you're going to, you know, basically be the, you know, head foundry chief of, uh, you know, Mandalore. Like, <laughs> the, you know, because people are going to want to rise up and everything else. I mean, I get it. This is the way. But you got to be a badass to keep, you know, badasses oh, yeah. in line. Just uh, shattering that cheap stormtrooper armor with those freaking hammers. I was like, hell yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's a, she's a bad bitch. But then, like, the IG-11, too, when the reprogrammed IG-11 is, like, the ultimate nanny droid, freaking comes back, beats the shit out of those two scout troopers, and, like, gets Baby Yoda. And then well, I mean, I think it's awesome, like... Rides into town shooting the piss out of everything. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I am a, uh, a nursing droid. My sole mission is to protect, you know, the child. And it's like, and I will protect all of with the extreme violence, <laughs> all of the badass weaponry and, you know, skill sets that, you know, he possesses are, are utilized in, you know, the protection. It's like, 
I need one of them. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing was like that thing was awesome. It just came in and like just stop, just like just dual wielding, just shooting the hell out of everything. And they even you know, and even like the Mando when they when they break out of the the bar and you know almost take down the stormtroopers until they blow up the blaster. I mean, when he grabs the like freaking the E eleven uh, like chain gun thing and just starts like. Lay and waste the stormtroopers with that like freaking tripod mounted rifle just holding it. I was like, oh, that's like some badass Rambo shit right there. <laughs> Until it blows up in his face. Yeah. Don't self destruct. Like, isn't that crazy? Since we're going to talk about Rise of the Self Destruct, he'd been wanting all to of the um, you know, Rise of Skywalker, and you know that that whole saga. Um. It's kind of interesting that I found myself like actually caring a little bit more about some of the um, like IG self destruction. I was like, "Fuck! I really didn't want that to happen, but it just <laughs> happened." Damn! Kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. Yeah, with and uh, whatever Krill, you know, I have spoken. Freaking gets killed too. I was like, "Damn it!" Yeah, like it kind of yeah, kind of sucked in there, but. The one thing that I was like, because the whole thing, I, I think I might even said it last episode that that I want to see out of this, I want to see him adopt Baby Yoda and raise him as a Mandalorian, because I want tiny Yoda Mandalorian armor. And when he goes to the the armor, she's like, "Y'all are now a clan of two. You know, you have taken a foundling. He is your responsibility. You will treat him as your as your own until you can return him to his people or he becomes of age." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, he's like now a Mandalorian." <laughs> Next season, I want to see tiny armor. <laughs> Damn, that's going to take a lot of basket or you know, get around the fucking ears though. <laughs> that or the ears are going to be exposed. Yeah, it's and... like the, the helmet's <laughs> going to come come out like have slits in the side and like his ears are just going to pop out of the helmet. <laughs> it's like I don't know. But it is um, you know, kind of interesting these last two episodes definitely got to see a lot more use of the the force um this go around um, a little bit more frequently than you know what we had. Yeah, and he's still kind of like using it on instinct and act, no actual training. But when the they, they like, send I, the, I love the fact when they're arm wrestling and he's like force, force choking, choking her. It's like no, 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 no. This is a game. We're friends. Like, yeah. and when and when like she's like, is he all right up there by himself? Yeah, he'll be fine. And then like next thing you know, he's like on the joystick, like, trying to fly the ship and, like, almost crashing it. <laughs> like, we're going to need to get him a babysitter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when he uses the force to, like, uh, the when they bring in the flamethrower trooper, and he just, like, stops the fireball and, like, redirects it and, like, blows him up. And then later on, they're getting, like, strafed by Moff getting the tire fi- TIE fighter, and, and uh, Krill is like, hey, do the wavy hand thing. Come on, little guy. And he's just kind of like, Waves at him like, yeah. like no, not Hi. that. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> like, okay, I'm doing the wavy hand thing. <laughs> oh, that you know, two is like the uh, when he tells her the armorer about him having powers. She's like, there's stories of Mandalore the Great uh, going to war with a bunch of wizards called Jedi, and I'm like, that's straight out of Knights of the Old Republic. You know they've pretty much made Knights of the Old Republic canon, because I believe they're even doing a... It's been announced, I think they're doing a Mount Knights of the Old Republic uh, movie at some point. And there's some stuff, when we get into Sky of, the Rise of Skywalker, that kind of also confirms that what was Legends is now canon. So, 
Good to see, maybe I don't see, know. see Revan. Maybe maybe somebody can explain that to me. I can't keep up anymore of what's canon and what's not canon. What was once done has now been undone. And yeah, Pretty much the default was anything released before Disney took over. The only thing that counted was movies and TV shows. Everything else was not considered canon. And everything made after the Disney purchase is the new canon. Everything else is like legend. Yeah, so, but even after the Disney purchase, like... I, I they kind of picked and choose what they well, wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> left I don't in. think it worked because you had so many different directors and writers, and it's like, hold on, this person just undid like this entire film. Like, I, I, I don't think that there was a, hey, we're gonna tell this one story. Like, I think it's pretty much. Oh, you want to do Star Wars? Great. Oh, you want to do Star Wars? Also great. <laughs> oh, you you want in on it? perfect you know and then it's like huh we didn't really have a true directional vision you know to ensure some continuity yeah it's like uh it's like oh this film did really bad hey we need you to not do that same thing (laughs) yeah so uh and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm loving The Mandalorian so much. Yes. Is it doesn't seem... It feels like Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> where these three movies, not so much. And we'll, you know, any predictions on season two before we move into Skywalker fully? Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not think too much on it as far as, you know... I think we're definitely going to he- hear more about The Purge of Mandalore, maybe get some more backstory on on them because we now know that Gideon didn't die so he's still going to be pursuing them and for whatever his goals are but then you know the Mandalorian's been tasked with finding his people so maybe we'll learn a little bit I more mean, about maybe you know, we'll go to Dagobah <laughs> the, the, the peop, Yoda people alright we now have the Yoda people the last Skywalker film Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, once again directed by J.J. Abrams, who directed The Force Awakens. My initial thought, well, I thought this was the best of the three, but the bar was pretty low. Well, (laughs) and that was the thing. It didn't take much to be better than Last Jedi. Um, But also, too, like it pretty much made Last Jedi, to me... That film doesn't even matter. Like, it, and it, it shouldn't because that it, movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's just like based on where we went, it's almost like, ah, oh, shit. There was an internet outrage, and we got to do something for the OG Star Wars fans. So, undo all of this shit. Uh, Palpatine is somehow back alive, and you know, oh, you are the granddaughter. And, you know, forget about this other thing. Like, I, Yeah, the big reveal of Ray's parents is she's actually a Palpatine, the granddaughter of the OG bad guy, the Emperor himself, who miraculously... He's either a clone or a resurrection or something, but he's, like, basically Sith on a stick hooked up to, like, you know, some kind of life support thing and is has secretly been ruling the First Order from the beginning and setting all this stuff up from hiding in deep space, making 
an armada these last 30 years <laughs> and you know kind of pulling the screens from the the strings from the shadows kind of like what he did in the prequels and it's like you see like when you when kylo because basically there's like some kind of broadcast saying that you know hi i'm the emperor i've returned and kylo's like this is a threat to my rule i'm gonna go find this fucker and when he finds him you see like cloning vats with snoke or snoke-esque bodies in them and he's like I was behind Snoke. Like, I've been every voice in your head. I've been controlling you from the beginning. And now, like, you know, I'm going to give you ultimate power as long as you go kill Rey. I've got, like, a big-ass armada. Yeah. I mean, which... I'm going to make you ruler of the galaxy, kid. (laughs) I mean, which, granted, I mean, you know, if we want to talk about powers, I mean, Palpatine, probably the most powerful, you know, force out there, I think. Yeah. You know, but... But it makes more. S- My initial, because I I hated Last Jedi. I thought that was a waste of a fucking movie. It was horribly written, and I feel like my probably my only complaint about this movie is it seemed like there was too much shit crammed in together. It's well, like, that's the thing. Is my it, theory is this, JJ this film had a plan. was like on fast forward. Yeah. at like ten thousand. I think JJ had a plan. If he had directed all three, written and directed all three movies. His story would have been spaced out better, but then they gave the second movie to another guy who basically like went off in his own direction and fucked up everything that JJ had planned. So when he came back, he's like, oh fuck, now I've got to tell three movies worth of story in one movie because this guy screwed everything up so badly that, so now I'm having to. Don't worry, put we're going to light speed jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put more story in this movie to explain away some of the dumb shit from the last movie. And that was the thing, is there were, you know, quite a few moments where it's like, we got three minutes of footage that is like, I, I would have wanted to see, like, that expanded upon, you know, like, 30, 30 minutes or so, whereas, like, I mean, I, I, I truly felt like, all in all, I understand why, but it was like, this movie should have been, you know, closer to three hours, more so than the two and a half hours, and, you know, it just definitely felt like I was watching something on Fast Forward. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, I mean, hell, they went to like three different planets in the first 30 minutes, I think. <laughs> it was, it, I mean, it's it, okay, we're going to light speed jump. Yeah, which has never been a thing, and that was kind of weird. But, uh... I mean, granted, you know, hey, hey, whatever. You know, I'm okay for new inventive things, but, you know, it was like there were so many things that were introduced to try to move on to another thing or to, you know, undo something that was previously done or to try to explain it. And it's <laughs> yeah, because, like, like, they had the, um, the first time you see Ray, she's like, meditating and the Chelly's rocks flying around and she's trying to like reach out to the spirits of the Jedi going be with me be with me and she's like fuck they're not with me (laughs) why the hell can I do this and apparently Leia is now training her and that was the thing too is like in the last Jedi she gets sucked out of a exploding ship and somehow like force grabs the ship pulls herself back in doesn't die and you're like how was this possible well they finally like explain like Oh no, she was a fully trained Jedi. Uh, she just like gave up her 
at the end of her training, she was like, oh, I had a vision that if I continue down the Jedi path, my son is going to die. So I'm going to surrender my lightsaber and go back to politics. That would have made much more sense if they had maybe explained that in the last movie that she was a fully trained Jedi. So like her training Ray and doing weird force shit in the last movie would make, you know, a little bit more sense. You know, she's like, oh yeah, I, I trained with Luke. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a Jedi, but I, I, I don't want to carry a lightsaber. I want to be a general, you know, like so, something to explain her force powers in the but last see, movie. That's, that's where like, I feel like there's so much stuff in this movie that had to explain dumb shit from the last movie. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing is, you know, it just, I don't know. Um, like the Hodo maneuver when she like, you know, runs the ship into all the other ships and blows them up. At one point they're like, Oh, there's a Sith Armada. We're gonna have to do a whole bunch of Hodo maneuvers, and it's like, nah, that was like a one-off, man. It's like we're lucky it worked the first time. It's like you know, it's a miracle that you know she was actually able to pull it off. That that shit won't work. <laughs> it's like they just like had to like you know correct so many weird things from the last movie. Yeah, I mean, I and I don't know. I mean, I I'm like you. I went in with pretty low expectations and all in all I came out, you know, Hey, I had a, a enjoyable experience. You know, I, I get it. You know, I, I think that Disney royally fucked up when they gave somebody a vision and said, Hey, you're now in charge of star Wars. And that person says, great. I'm going to find three different directors and all kinds of different writers. And we're going to do a trilogy that doesn't coincide or anything else. I think yeah. literally it was just a, Hey, you do Star Wars because it makes money, you yeah. know? And then as fans, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, we're getting more Star Wars, but it's not the quality of Star Wars. Like, you are doing the brand a disservice. Yeah, like, it's like Kathleen Kennedy is, like, from what I hear, is just royally fucked these three movies up. And it's like Marvel's able to do it where they have different movies by different directors, but they all fit together because they have... Kevin Feige that's there making sure everything directors can have their own vision, but they stay on kind of point with the story where everything makes sense with everything else where this was because like, there's a, a, a thought out vision yeah. and you know, where, a, where this, I like a plan. I where, don't think there was, or no. if there was JJ started it and they're like, all right, you're picking up the middle of the story. And the second guy decided to like, I'm going to go a completely different direction than, <laughs> than what, then was started with this. And then JJ's like, oh fuck, I got to pull this thing back to where I wanted to end it. Like, I I don't know. I, I just felt like a lot of that came across. And like I said, you know, there were, there were so many instances where I wanted more, but the damn movie was on fast forward. And yeah. it's like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> There's like the whole thing too of like, they almost die on the sand planet. Like I can almost like, I don't know, like for the, you know, People like you are, are Jason are that are so much more you know ingrained in the Star Wars universe that have read so many of the books know so much of history because you grew up a childhood you know Star Wars from the very beginning, whereas me I'm kind of a late bloomer I'm late to the Star Wars game so I'm able to overlook some shit and just say hey I went and saw a pretty decent movie and I wasn't too upset about it but you know for people that's like damn this is my you know childhood you're fucking with like you know like it, and not to mention like you know now so many of the cast members you know from 
that original era are starting to pass away and get up in age and everything, and then it's like, this is the final homage? Like... Yeah, I was like the... And I've kind of talked about the, you know, the problems this movie had, but all in all, I really enjoyed this one much more than the... I mean, the first movie, it was like, yeah, it was like a repeat of New Hope, but it wasn't bad. But I, I mean, mean, the was, first was movie kind of, was like, nah. hey, we're finally getting some Star Wars again. Yeah. Like, you know, there was, there was a and bit then of an the excitement. the second one, like, like, I absolutely hated, but then this one, like I said, it, it's the best out of the three. It's, it, it, it actually finally looked like Star Wars a little bit, you know, and it had some great action sequences, some great fun, and some, you know, touching sequences too, when... When uh, they make you think Chewbacca's died, I was like, "You motherfuckers! You gonna kill Chewbacca like by accident?" I mean, like, I was like, "I was like, you know, all right, you, you've killed like all my other heroes. Y'all gonna take out Chewbacca in the first thirty minutes of the movie?" But then it turned out it was just a, a fake. But for a minute there, I was like, "I was pissed." <laughs> I was about to say, "I was like, fuck you, Disney," and then I'm like, oh, "Okay, she blew up the wrong ship." <laughs> We're good. <laughs> there were two transports. Yeah. Like, you know, so, I mean, there was some good misdirection there. There was also, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, two, where, you know, they anticipate, hey, they're going to use speeder bikes and other forms of technology. And it's like, no, nope, we're using land beast in space. Like, <laughs> they won't see that shit coming. <laughs> yeah, because at one point, Ray, or Finn finds a a whole nother like, you know, company of stormtroopers that felt wrong and, and, def- and, uh, deserted like he did. <laughs> so now he has some friends. He's not the, the lone stormtrooper. And even like, like I said, he's just, I haven't liked his character in the, especially in the last moment. He's kind of was kind of just there and didn't really have any kind of purpose, but this one, they actually gave him stuff to do. And, <laughs> and I actually and he wanted actually did a, I, you know, a good job was like, all right, cool. Now I, and I wanted more, actually more of that. Like, I don't know. I mean, there were so many sequences that I'm like, this would have been great if it was part of the second film. And you know, yeah. there was still given room to breathe. A yes. Little. Like, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I felt like I was watching a movie on fast forward. Granted, it was a good movie, but at the same time, it's just like, Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we catch up with you know Ray's on uh, this jungle planet with all the survivors of of uh, the last movie are are hiding out and rebuilding, and uh, they get a message from a imperial or not imperial yeah first order spy who tells them that you know Kylo Ren found some kind of box that would te- tell them how to find the emperor. So, so they're going to go try to find one. And there was Ray had like Luke had left her all his journals and she's going through. And it's like, there's mention of this, that like one of his you know, last minute, he tried to find this thing and, and couldn't do it. So let's go where he left off and see if we can find it. And they get on this, you know, planet during like a festival and, you know, almost get caught and then get saved by a undercover operative who turns out to be motherfucking Lando Calrissian. Still looking like a pimp. <laughs> Cape and all. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's Lando. Like, she, He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, he's like, who do you think went with Luke to find this thing the first time around? <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's, they're like, how did you find us? He's like, 
a Wookiee stands out in a crowd. <laughs> he's like, how you doing, you old pirate? Yeah, fucking him and Chewie. But yeah, I like that. And he's like, you know, give uh, you know, Leia my love. And they're like, you know, why don't you come, you know, give her, uh, you know, tell her in person. We could, uh, we could use your help, uh, General. And yeah, sure enough, he does like show back up. And I, I liked it because it was, you know, we're kind of getting out of order. But when Leia passes and she made, and she died while Poe, Finn, and Ray are on their mission. And they come back and they're like, Poe, you're the new general and he's just like talking to Leia's body and has that moment like I don't know how to run this like how did you do this for so many years I, like I'm not you and that's when Lando has that kind of father moment where he walks in he's like shit none of us knew what we were doing back then like we were all kids just trying to stay alive man it's like you know you don't have to be Leia you know you you know be you it's like it's like it wasn't just her it was all of us like you know lean on your people and like you know it's you know, your friends will get you through this. You know, you don't have to be the lone man in charge. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did like that sentiment, you know, of, you know, that's what gives, you know, the empire, you know, it's power is to make you feel like you're alone or, you know, nobody's, you know, but it's like, no, all of us together make that shit. Not true. Like we can, yeah. you know, actually fight make some difference and you know as long as we and the uh yeah because they have that poe has that moment where he runs into back when his he was apparently a a criminal or you know drug dealer at one point or you know freaking smuggler han ran spice yeah it's all good <laughs> but runs into one of his old partners and he's like she's like there's you know a lot, there's still a lot of good people out there. And he's like, I don't know. Like no one came to help us on, on crate. And she's like, well, that's how the, the, you know, first order wins is they make you think you're alone, but you know, they're, you're not alone. There's probably more of us than there are of them. We just have to, you know, unite people, give, give people something to fight for and they'll fight, which was, and I like the, they find this dagger that has the map of where to find the, uh, the transport cube they need but it's written in Sith. And C3 is like, oh yeah, I can read that. But I can't tell you. It's against the rules. Like, uh, there's like a part of my program will not let me translate this for you. And he's like, I mean, the only way you can do that is if someone hacked my brain, but that would probably erase my memory. They're like, all right, cool. I know a guy. <laughs> and they go find this little freaking steampunk looking <laughs> droid uh, hacker. And that guy cracked me up. That <laughs> Like when he, when he flips, he's like, you know, hacking into, uh, into C-3PO and uh, he's like, you know, what are you doing? Like that thing from the commercial was like, I just want to take one last look at my friends uh, before y'all, you know, delete me. And then like right before uh, he flips the switch, he goes, oh no, wait a minute. I figured out another way. And he's like, <laughs> and just kind of laughs at him. Like, fuck you, we're doing it this my way. And when he wakes up, he's like, hello, I am C-3PO. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, what the hell, whatever the hell his name was. He's like, He's like, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so and so. And he's like, oh, hello, nice to meet you. And then later on, like when they're in like the, like the uh, big battle, he like shows up and like, ah, my oldest friend. <laughs> he's like, it's literally like the oldest, the first guy he met <laughs> until C three or R two D two, you know, <laughs> reloads his memory. But yeah, he's that... like, hey, I got this backup. It may not be a very good one, but here you are. <laughs> and then I. I I just like some of the jokes that came out of that where I'm like, it's like, is this the stuff that y'all get into like every day? <laughs> like, this seems like a lot. 
And he's like, oh, my first, uh, first gunfight. <laughs> like, nah, bro, you've, <laughs> this is, this is not the, uh, uh, first time you've gotten into some shit. But yeah, like the, the, the re-blanked, uh, C-3PO was kind of, <laughs> kind of hilarious. Man, could you imagine having to go through all of that, you know, introduction history wise, everything else with C-3PO all together? Because, like, at that point, like, you know, that that was one of those things that, you know, kind of tugs on the heartstrings a little bit, right? But then it's like, you also have a little bit of that, you know, um, fucking Jar Jar Binks where you can sort of get annoying with, uh, you know, the redundancies. Um <laughs> But I get it. You're a bot. You're a droid, and you know things got to be robotic. They got to be precise. And oh, yeah, that, uh, that little guy was cool. <laughs> I don't know. I like the little um, droid that just looked like a little speaker. Yeah, they they uh, find this ship that was abandoned. That was uh, by some like uh, Sith uh, Inquisitor that was hunting Jedi's. And they reactivate a little... BB-8 reactivates this droid that's like Dio. Yeah, it looks like a wheel with a freaking uh, traffic cone. Or like a freaking speaker. It's like... It was like this, you know, Sith guy's... Uh, it's almost like a droid. little BB-8 pet. Yeah. And it's like... It, it speaks, but it speaks to me like... Sad. No, no. It's like someone goes to touch me. He's like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Don't touch. <laughs> I mean, Me too, bro. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of bad shit probably happened on a little droid. But then he serves a big purpose. So, I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah, when they start talking about that place, he's like, oh yeah, I know where that place is at. I spent a lot of time there. I made a lot of trips there. I can I can tell you all about it. And then you have the ongoing Kylo Ray situation where I mean, we've seen it in the last movie where they can, like, almost touch each other through the Force, but now it's like, oh, we can actually, like, transport objects between each other in the Force. Like, we can't... And they had that that badass lightsaber fight where she's, like... Where they're breaking into the Star Destroyer to rescue Chewbacca because they find out he's not actually dead. And he's on the planet looking for them, and they're on the ship. And they, they can see each other, but they can't see where they're at. So they're having this like badass lightsaber fight and is jumping from like where he's at to where she's at. And like, he's, she's just like smashing up his room and he finally gives away where like one of the things she smashes, I guess goes through the force connection. He's like, Hey, wait a minute. That's my Darth Vader head. <laughs> Fuck. They're my, she's in my room. She's touching my stuff. <laughs> Goddamn sibling rivalries. <laughs> so how did, how do you feel about the way they explained his arc? You know, from going to bad to, you know, transitioning to more of a brother and, you know, realizing that, hey, I've basically been a, a pawn in this grand scheme of things. Yeah, because Ray finds the the map to they figure out the cube is in the Emperor's throne room uh, in the ruins of the the first or second death star and I thought that before that was kind of cool when she goes in there to find it and she has almost like the Luke in the cave on Dagobah where she goes into the you know the 
his like safe and has that like force vision of of fighting evil ray with her weird like foldable lightsaber <laughs> and and then when she finds Dude, out it's tactical yeah and when the you know kylo tr- uh, followed her there and attacks her and, and breaks the cube where he's like if you want to go there you have to come with me like you know take my hand and he's like i'll tell you who your parents are like it's you're you're actually palpatine's granddaughter and you're meant to rule the throne like we should like be sith lords together and she has that fear of like, cause she, she has definitely had anger issues and <laughs> she threw force lightning. So she's like, Oh fuck. Maybe I'm not the last Jedi. Maybe I'm the last Sith and <laughs> kind of freaks out for, for a little bit. But then they have their epic fight in the, uh, on the, uh, floating death star ruins and whatever, a Mazamata, like, you know, Leia starts looking, looking bad. And she's like, it's going to take all her strength to reach her son. And she kind of makes one last contact with him as she's dying. And him feeling, I guess that, you know, mother's love again, makes him hesitate and he gets killed, but then, or gets stabbed. And then Ray kind of you know, also feels Leia's death and kind of feels bad and, you know, uses her, powers to heal him and she's like I did want to take your hand but I wanted to take Ben Solo's hand not Kylo Ren and fucking steals the ship and takes off and then he has that moment where he's like where he's still kind of like you know my mom's dead and I just got stabbed and he sees Han again and he's like you're not real you're just a memory he's like yeah but I'm your memory and he's like you know and he's like yeah of my son Ben Solo or however he says it and he's like Ben's dead he's like no he's not Kylo Ren just died. Like Ben Solo is still alive. And he's like, you know, it almost repeats that speech he had in force awakening of, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough. And this time it ends with him doing the right thing. Instead of killing Han, he chunks his lightsaber into the ocean and says, all right, I'm tired of being a bad guy, which I mean, he's, he's been conflicted kind of, through all the movies where he's like, yeah, you keep seeing him hesitate when it comes to like his mother and stuff. So, and, and then him also realizing, realizing he's been kind of used by the emperor this whole time and not like the powerful Sith Lord that he thought he was. You know, you finally kind of realize like, Oh, I've, I've been an asshole. <laughs> so it's like, nah, I don't have as much problem with him. You know, coming back to the, the, the light side. It's not like it was like a sudden change of heart. They've kind of... No, I mean, like you said, those seeds have been planted because, you know, you could always see, you know, a a doubt. It was never like, um, you know, the thing with Vader. Like, you always kind of felt Vader was going to do bad shit because, you know, he was truly committed to the dark side, whereas, you know... um, Kylo's just kind of been a whiny brat the whole time. I mean, he's just had family issues, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say, him post-turning good and coming to rescue Ray, that's probably the most badass he's been. Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Jedi <laughs> Ben? Much more of a badass than whiny uh, emo uh, Kylo. Because when he comes, he, like, you know... Before we get into that, like, uh, let's talk about what happens to Ray after she leaves. She tries to pull a Luke Skywalker and, like, Takes the ship, goes to Octu, sets that thing on fire, and she's like, 
Nope. I live here now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm not going to become evil. This is how I don't become evil. I'm going to do what Skywalker did, and goes to throw the lightsaber into the fire, and Ghost Luke disappears and grabs the lightsaber, and then just has that line like, "A weapon of a Jedi should be treated with more respect." Like you're the motherfucker that threw it off the cliff. <laughs> it was just kind of hilarious. He's kind of like it's kind of like little wise. Like, hey. Should be treated with more respect. <laughs> like he's like, you already tried to throw this thing away once, motherfucker. But I mean, at the same time, like you know, he does say that, you know, my mistake was not, you know, facing my fear. You know, so I mean, I yeah, guess he's like facing fear is the path of the Jedi, and like I was wrong. Like, don't don't take my example. Like I was wrong. I should not have done what I did, and I should have, you know, trained you. And I gotta say, this version of Luke was more like old Luke. Like, it wasn't, like, the whiny hermit Luke we had in the last movie. This was like, oh, this is a he's got, he's a wiser, got wisdom, chiller yes. <laughs> Luke. This is Grandmaster Skywalker. I'm like, all right, yeah. Like, yeah, this isn't the the, the weird uh, hermit we had in the last one. And then he finally explains that, like, yeah, Leia was a Jedi. She went through all the training. She just walked away from the path because she was afraid of what would happen to her son. And he's like, I've got something for you that she would want. It's buried up in my old room. And she he gives her Leia's lightsaber. And it's like, here, take both our lightsabers and go complete your mission. She's like, how? I destroyed the ship. And he's like, there's everything you need is already here. And he's, she's like, oh, wait a minute. Kylo got to that thing. Let me check the what I what's left of his ship I'm, I'm burning. And like, oh, yeah, there is another cube. And then, like, Luke does the thing that I wanted him to do in the last movie. Because, like, I was like... The last movie should have ended where after force projection, Luke saves everybody. He should have walked to the beach, just force lifted the X-Wing out of the water and been like, all right, now it's time to go to work. But now he's like, lifts his freaking <laughs> X-Wing and gives it to Ray. And I like that moment where like C-3PO comes in and he's like, I think R2's logic circuits are fried. He's like, why? He's like, cause he says he's receiving a signal from master Skywalker. And it's like, you see her and she's like in red five, like, you know, even with like the old, old style, like helmet on and shit. And it's like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> red five is back. I mean, I, I, and that that was one of the things that, you know, I enjoyed at the same time. I was like, damn, like they're doing some serious pandering, you know, trying to balance the current generation of star Wars and, you know, giving the nods and the toss backs yeah. to the older generation. Like Especially when we get into the the final battle. Like I, I definitely felt like, you know, there's an identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, cuz there was another big like nostalgia moment for me too in that final battle where I was like, "Fuck yes." So like she goes to confront the emperor and newly jedied Kylo shows up to help her. As she's like confronting the emperor and the emperor is like, no, my plan wasn't to kill you. I need to bring you here because basically I'm going to take over your body. You strike me down with anger and my soul is going to take you and make you the new emperor. And he's like, you know, trying to get her to, to, you know, pretty much pulling the same thing he did with Luke with like, strike me down and you can become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and it has that moment where Kylo's trying to like catch up to her. And the Knights of Ren show up, and he's, like, having to fight them, but he's, like, unarmed, and he's kind of getting his ass kicked. And she, like, goes back with the lightsaber, like, like she's going to hit him with it, and as soon as it's, like, out of sight, she does, like, the force teleport thing, and all of a sudden it's in Kylo's hand. And, and like, he has that cool-ass moment where, like, he's surrounded, and the fight stops, and he, all of a sudden he has a lightsaber, and they're all just kind of stopped, and he looks at him, and he kind of just, like, waves on, like, 
all right, come on, we can continue now. <laughs> it's like he's like, let's get it over with, guys. <laughs> you know, I, and I will say, like, they did a good job of making him less whiny and emo, and actually, you know, like this is probably the first time that I was like. Hey, he's a likable character and not just a filler now. Like, you know, I I felt at that point, like, they actually gave him a bit of an identity. He was such a bad, bad guy that they had to get a good bad guy. Then he was like, all right, now he's a good guy. He's a little little bit more believable. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, but then they... uh... You know, while she's doing that, the big uh, resistance plan is we're going to send uh, Chewie and Lando out in the Falcon to recruit as much backup as they can find and, you know, see if we're not alone. And then we'll go ahead and, and jump in because this giant Sith fleet, as long as they're still in the atmosphere, they can't raise their shield. So this is our, like, one chance to, like, jump in there and fuck them up before they keep them in the planet's gravity well. So they can't raise their shields, and it's like it's looking bad. They're 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 doing some damage, but they're getting fucked up. And you know, everyone's like, and, and Kylo has that, or not Kylo, a fucking Poe has that moment where he's like, maybe I was wrong. Where there's there's nobody coming. Like we're all gonna die here. I'm 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 sorry. I'm I led y'all into this. And then you you Lando come, comes across the mic. It was almost that. Uh, uh, Avengers Endgame, where it's like, you know, <laughs> Cap by himself, and it's like, on your left. You know, when Lando's like, hey, there's more of us than there are of them, and then all of a sudden you see the Falcon jump in, and this giant armada of, like, you know, fighters and freighters and, like, people from, like, all over the, the galaxy showing up to, to help, and I'm pretty sure you could see the ghost from uh, from Rebels popped in there. But then they had that moment, like, right at the start of the battle when it, like, you know, Lando and Chewie's, like, you know, in the Falcon. And it's only, like, a s- tiny spot, but it sh- it switches to, uh, in one of the gun turrets, it's Wedge. And he's like, let's fly, Lando. And as I was like, holy fuck, they brought Wedge back. I'd much rather seen him, like, show up with, like, you know, this is Rogue Squadron. But yes. him in the Falcon with Lando and Chewie, I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> Like that—that that was my moment where I was like, "That was my nostalgia moment when that happened." I'm like, "Hell yeah, they got wedge. They're gonna blow this motherfucker up now." <laughs> <laughs> now I want to play some X-wing for real. <laughs> like I said, been better if he showed up with all the Rogue Squadron, but at least having a wedge in the gunner seat of the Falcon, I was like, "All right, that's pretty badass." <laughs> and they get that whole thing like where they're like, oh, people are rising up all over the galaxy now and kind of jumping from, like, planet to planet, showing First Order ships being blown up, and it goes to to uh, Endor. You see, like, Wicked again. And, like, you know, that was, like, they're holding this thing. Hey, look, guys, here's all the people that ain't dead <laughs> that you remember from childhood. <laughs> We're here. I'm here. Hey, I- I'm present and accounted for. <laughs> remember me? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and the fact, too, that... Poe got, you know, flew into battle with, like, R2 in his X-Wing instead of uh, BB-8, because BB-8 was with Finn when they were trying to blow up the uh, the command ship to keep the 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 other ships trapped. <laughs> like you said, you're the horse battle in space, because <laughs> BB-8 was helping him, so he needed a, needed a droid, and so, like, you know, it's like R2's back in an X-Wing again. I'm like, all right, you yeah, know, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> 
It's Blue Star- can't be there. At least R2's there in an X-Wing fucking shit up. Feeling like Star Wars. Feeling like Star... And that was the thing, is, you know, I... You know, I, I thought it was a pretty well-executed space battle. I would have liked to have seen more of it, you know. Till Mr. Lightning Fingers got, got in the way. <laughs> Doing his spirit hands. <laughs> yeah, so... Spirit fingers! <laughs> when, uh... Yeah, Kylo and Rey can, uh... uh confront the emperor he's like oh y'all are like actually linked through the force that's a very rare thing guess what i'm gonna steal your powers <laughs> and you know you know screw having to put my soul in your body i'm just gonna drain your energy and rebuild myself and then like opens up the skylight and it starts frying everybody with like the biggest force lightning we've ever seen i was like holy shit that's badass oh <laughs> uh, but you get yeah he like pimp slacks kylo into a pit and Ray's like almost dead. She's been drained so much. And she has that moment where she's laying there. And again, she's like, be with me, be with me, trying to contact the the spirit of the Jedi. And finally they answer. And he's like, we've always been with you. And like, you know, rise, Ray, rise, you know, feel the light. You know, there's like a whole bunch of different voices, like, you know, giving her their energy and getting her to, to stand up and fight. And it's like, it's cool because it was like, you heard Alec Guinness, the original Obi-Wan, you heard you know, freaking Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Yoda, Luke, and a bunch of the other, like, Jedis from the prequels and the Clone Wars, and you even hear the voice of uh, Ahsoka, uh, Anakin, I, I think even uh, Ezra Bridger and uh, Kanan Jarrus from Rebels, like, all their voices were, like, in there in that moment. I'm like, all right, that's cool that they kind of tied, like, all the old and you know all the little the cartoons and everything into that you know one scene there, and it's like the third time the emperor's got fucked up by his own force lightning. The dude should just give it up because <laughs> she does the the Wakanda forever with the two lightsabers and just reflects his lightning back at him and like freaking fries his ass. <laughs> I mean, that's how he got scarred again with, was like, Mace Window pulled that shit on him back in the day. If, if Anakin hadn't thrown him out a window, this shit would have been over a long time ago. It's like, he's like, bro, you just gotta start, you gotta cut off that force lightning. It's, <laughs> it's gonna get you in trouble. I mean, yeah. You're gonna bug zap yourself. It got Chewie fake killed. Yeah. Force lightning's bad. Unless you want to use it to light a cigar, that'd be pretty cool. Mm-mm. No. Too unpredictable. <laughs> Feel the hate flowing through you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, palp. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then of course Ray briefly dies, <laughs> and Kylo has that moment where he uses the last of his life force to resurrect her, and then he becomes one with the Force. And he's like, "Oh, he, he legit." Like, came back from the dark side. Because only a Jedi can, you know, become one with the Force. And I like, too, that, like, once he became one with the Force, like, Leia's body on whatever planet that was, it, too, disappeared. Like, it's like, oh, like, the family's reunited. We're all one with the Force now. (laughs) Now let's kiss. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give you one last kiss, and then you can, yeah, disappear. I don't know. See, I always thought there was a brother-sister thing there, and I was like, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> hey, that's a totally a Skywalker thing to kiss your sister. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, but even like the post battle like celebration scene felt like very rushed. It's like, you know, in the first movie, like we all celebrate and then we had this big like awards ceremony. This one there's like no, literally just hey, let's just pan to like ten groups of people cheering and then move on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I did like the one thing they're like finally gave Chewie redemption, like, you know, when they get back, Mazamita goes to Chewie and she's got I'm assuming it's it's Han's medal. And she's like, the general would have wanted you to have this. So, you know, that was all like, in the first movie, Luke got a medal, Han got a medal, Chewie no medal. Chewie finally got his medal. <laughs> I only had to fake die. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That that felt a little bit rushed, and then, you know, Ray's arc at the end kind of felt a little bit rushed again, too. Yeah, you see her go back to where it all started, Luke's home on Tatooine that's kind of all covered in sand and shit. And she you know, kind of looks around and then buries Luke and Leia's lightsaber there. Maybe like is. a place you hated. Why would you go back there? Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was the thing that like I was like I'm perplexed. Why? Like well, I'm pretty sure that that like by going there and checking out, to, you know, because she, you know, had to look around. She didn't just show up and like bury the lightsabers. This is what this is what I'm going to do. She was like looking around and kind of. I'm pretty sure that's going to be her Jedi temple. Like that's where she's going to build, rebuild the new Jedi order. And they got, and the, the place is out in the middle of nowhere. And some random lady walks by. He's like, Hey, what are you doing here? Hey, I've been anyone here in a long time. Like, yeah, we're in the middle of the desert. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, that's a Jedi, you know, groundskeeper. Yeah. And she's, he's like, who are you? Uh, Ray, Ray, who Ray Skywalker. And then like, you see ghost Luke and Leia and like, yay, we adopted you. You're a Skywalker. <laughs> totally kissed your brother. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like meant to be like, all right, because like you know the the like which I, I, I Jedi guess... Jedi's kind of need harsh environments for for training purposes. You know, Dagobah was kind of a shithole. And I'm like, I'm like, she's like, this might be a good out of the way, away from everybody place where I could build a a new Jedi school. At the same time, like I I don't know like. Or at least that's my theory of what she's doing <laughs> doing there on Tatooine. If they make any more Ray movies. <laughs> or they're probably gonna make another whole bunch of other books. But yeah, I'm I'm assuming Tatooine's gonna be the the site of the new Jedi <laughs> New Jedi Academy. Out of so many interesting planets, like I don't know. Also, Tatooine's kind of like where she came from. You know, Jakku was kind of a giant desert planet. So it's like, to her, that kind of feels, I guess, homey. <laughs> At the same time, though, like... Like, when she's doing her actual Jedi training, where is she? Like, lush rainforest, out of the desert elements, like... <laughs> like, I don't know. Hell, take him back to Octu. That was kind of a nice, uh, like, you know, they got they got plenty of porgs to eat. Yeah, got I mean, we did milk. get the Return of the Porgs. You know, yeah. we did get get you know some Porgs got some homage. <laughs> we didn't take any Porgs into battle though. <laughs> yeah, Chewie didn't try to eat any more of them. Dang it, Chewie! You deserve all the Porgs. 
that's the one thing too is like you had that moment when they're all about to die or they think they're gonna die and finn's like i never got to tell you and then he does never tell her through the rest of the movie they keep having that running joke like so what are you gonna tell her i'm not telling you come on man like we're about to die you should tell me I mean, so that was the thing. Like, I, I kind of felt like, you know, since maybe he was part of, you know, First Order, maybe they were clued in that, you know, she had ties to Palp. Or, you know, maybe, maybe you know, it was at least rumored or something. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if that's what it was, you know. Because the, the obvious thing is he, was, he still hung up on her and was wanting to say, oh, I love you, but... It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, it was like, he's like, he, he tries to tell her and then they don't die. She's like, what are you going to tell me? He's like, I'll tell you later when Poe's not around. And then Poe's the whole, so what are you going to tell her? What are you going to tell her? And he doesn't want to tell her. I heard an interview with JJ where someone asked him like, Hey, he never actually said what he's trying to tell. Her. What was he supposed to tell her? And I think JJ said like, Oh, that he's force sensitive. Cause you see that when she briefly dies, he feels it. On the Falcon. He has that moment where he's like, oh no. Like, you know, and he had no way of knowing that she had just died other than feeling it through the force. So I think he's going to be one of the first students at her new uh, Jedi Academy is how that's going to play out. <laughs> it could be fitting. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be related to that, that other Stormtrooper chick because... Because she was like, you know, she's like, he's like, why did you leave? He's like, I don't know. They ordered us to fire on civilians and we just had this feeling that we shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, yeah, I had that same feeling. So I'm like, hmm, that sounds interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that was another one of those. It's like, can we carry this out a little bit more or something? Like, you know, I mean. There's a couple of little, yeah, little side stories they introduced that they did not explain at all. It's just like, (laughs) hey, here's the thing. Okay, moving on to the next thing. Moving right along now. Yeah, because we we know the first order like get on with it, Spice Runner steals uh, children and like brainwashes them into being stormtroopers. So they're like, we don't have any memory before joining the the first order. And then she has that moment where she sees Lando chilling at the after the battle. She's like, "So, General, where are you from?" And he's like, "says whatever planet." And he's like, "Where are you from?" She's like, "Actually, I don't know." And he's like, "Why don't we go find out?" And like, that's the other theory running around the internet that she's going to end up being Le- or Lando's kid. <laughs> That'd be fucked up if her and Finn are like Lando's kids. Amen. Maybe he'll start wearing a cape. It'll be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Finn Calrissian, pimp of the galaxy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still kind of caught up on, you know, the, the whole thing. Like, I get it, you know. Trying to pay homage to the Skywalkers and stuff, but like at the same time, like you know, wouldn't the ultimate blow be like, no, I'm Ray Palpatine, you know, light side bitch, <laughs> like you know, like that. That to me, then again, like, it's like if your last name was Hitler, <laughs> would you admit that in public? You'd be like, no, nah, I'm a. Uh, I'm Jones. My last name is Jones. It's like, <laughs> if you found out you were like the great, great grandson of Hitler and it's like, nah, I'm, I'm just going to keep my, I'm going to, I'm going to make up a name. I'm not telling everybody I'm like Joe Hitler. <laughs> Cause he, that's pretty much, he's space Hitler. That's, <laughs> that's who Palpatine is. I don't know. Space but Hitler. I mean, if you, if you want to argue that point, then you can say that the Jedi aren't much better. Like, 
You know, I mean, they still control so much to fit in the Jedi way that it's like, you don't have free choice and free will and everything else. Like, you go through the schooling to get indoctrinated. Like, <laughs> yeah, true enough. Yeah, like, and maybe Ray's version of the Jedi will be a little more middle of the road. <laughs> Not so much black or white, more gray. Because she shows her lightsaber thin, which was a yellow lightsaber, which is in the Star Wars universe... The Jedi counselors, I believe, used the green lightsabers, and they were the ones that were more about force powers. And then the Jedi uh, guardians used the blue lightsabers. They were more about combat. Whereas the yellow lightsabers, which were kind of rare, were the um, the Jedi sentinels. And they, they kind of were more of a middle ground of, like, you should be kind of well-rounded and you know, learn actual physical skills and whatnot, you know, not just depend on the force or combat to save your ass. You need to be kind of, you know, versed in <laughs> you all know, things. Sometimes <laughs> the, the, the best fights are the fights that you never had. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, with her, you know, and I guess that's why Leia was such a, a, a strong character as you know, she was able to, you know, philosophically, you know, carry political sway and everything else. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but so with that, any final thoughts on this here movie? I, all in all, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. You know, I don't want to, you know, sound like I, I shit all over it. I mean, I will say as, you know, definitely a, a better experience than the, you know, the previous installment. Once again, the, the bar was set low. I I don't know. I, I hope that Disney will get a creative director for future Add some projects continuity to their things and you know you know like i going back to marvel you know marvel will lay out a thing and say hey here's the next 20 movies this is the plan a b c d e f and this is how it all ties in they need to have a point person who can take that direction and do the same thing with the star wars franchise cuz yeah. right now i i feel like it truly has an identity crisis and you know people are going into it you know hey you know it's star wars reliving the nostalgia but the nostalgia is done now like <laughs> yeah give uh, something new and interesting and, and i think that you know unfortunately like you know f come out 2020 that's what like almost 43 years 1977 to like if you want that legacy to continue, like, you've got to have, you know, more consistent branding. Because, you know, right yeah. now, I, I feel like the fandom is so divided, you know. Yeah, and it's like they've, you know, like I said, there's not really been a whole lot of... You know, they made a cash grab out of a franchise that, you know, like, has been such a staple to, you know, uh, pop culture that it's like, you got a lot of damage control that needs to be done. Yeah, the one-off non-saga movies have been so much better than these three saga movies that we've gotten. Maybe they need to go back to that, or at least, like I said, take a take a thing from Mar Marvel and and at least have a consistent plan throughout at least a trilogy. So it's not like each episode's completely different than the last episode. Whereas, like, like I said, I'd like this movie. Like I said, it wasn't. It's not like OG original, but 
I mean, the last two movies, I didn't really give a shit about Finn or Poe or any of these new characters, and they've kind of shit on the old characters. This is the first movie where I was like, oh, I like these people. I, I'm like, you know, generally interested in their story now. And that's where the they've thing not been is, able to do that with the other two movies. General, and, and that kind of the thing that sucks is it's like, hey, I'm finally starting to enjoy the character, and, oh, but we're at the end. Like, that should have <laughs> been the beginning, like... Yeah, I think I think if they just let JJ write all three, so there was like a consistent vision throughout, it might have been better than trying to him trying to cram everything into like the the last movie. But other than like I said, the kind of the pacing issues and there being a few little storylines that didn't get wrapped up or didn't weren't given enough time. All in all, I you know actually liked this movie a lot more than I did the previous two. I, I, I think that unanimously we can all say fuck Kathleen Kennedy. Yep. <laughs> like, I think that's our takeaway. Like, <laughs> Just let Favreau start directing movies because, I mean, the fucking Mandalorian is so good. <laughs> yeah. Now we got to wait till fall of 2020 to get another <laughs> installment. Uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, any, uh, did the cigar start to <laughs> improve any on you? Um... I gave up. I got a headache. <laughs> it's, this was not, you know. Yeah, the sweetness did not really fade out until like the last third. And not one I would recommend or smoke again, <laughs> given the opportunity. I, uh, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, this For someone who likes a sweet to... flavored cigar, I would recommend it for them. It's definitely not something for, like, this for is... my pa- palate. So here's the thing, like whether I'm talking about cigars or beer, there's, there's, I always try to say, hey, this is the thing that this is my personal take on it. Now, as far as a style that doesn't fit my profile or anything, hey, it's true to the style, right? We we mm. did that back when we were doing beer thirties. Um, this is going to take somebody that has got a very specific palette that just really wants a sugar sweet cigar and i'm not sure who that is but it's not me yeah, um, if you're smoking like the deadwood sweet janes this might be another one for your your staple of cigars but yeah it's definitely not something i have enjoyed you know and, and there's several macanudo i mean the, the inspirato line I, I i smoke those pretty regularly I yeah, mean, this that's, one is definitely not. Uh, but I mean, you know, then again, like, I mean, we're not not in my flavored cigar folks. I mean, you know, there's people that that's what I they want my w- tobacco to taste like tobacco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's for somebody, just not for me. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Time for some science. Wait, we just talked about space and stuff. Is that not science? 
That's science fiction. Now we're going to talk about fictional science. <laughs> science nonfiction. Yeah, that stuff. Well, first off, uh, like astronauts are about to be able to use the force to control drones. Um, I kind of feel like this is more of a video game. <laughs> like I've seen Beat Saber, so like if you can play Beat Saber, like I feel like you can fly a drone. <laughs> yes, a uh, company called Natension, maybe. <laughs> Nintendo. That's <laughs> what it looks like. It's N T T E N T I O N. Uh, have developed uh, smart gloves for future spacesuits. Because if anyone's ever seen a spacesuit, it's big, it's bulky, it's kind of not a lot of you know, manual dexterity in those things. Uh, so they're they are developing smart gloves that will be able to control drones and equipment using basically hand maneuvers and twists of the wrist and stuff to control, you know, your space exploring buddies. <laughs> we call that space force. Oh wait, that's probably a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, uh, NASA is planning There's so many to... forces at work in the universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> NASA is planning to go back to the moon in 2024 with something they're calling the Artemis program. And that's after that, you know, it's kind of going to be a test run for eventual trip to Mars. Uh, so, you know... Artemis. Is that like a throwback to Ready Player One? Where they already have, like... like, haptic suits and stuff? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dr. Greg Quinn, an advanced space suit development lead at Collins Aerospace. Uh, so the next generation suit will incorporate intelligent technologies that will take current capabilities to a new level. You know, and they've already been kind of testing this in the, uh, you know, Mars Institute, which is a kind of a rocky desert, uh, area that's on an uninhabited Island. That's kind of, uh, fill in for Mars. And like I said, these smart gloves will, they'll be able to control, you know, drones and equipment and other things just by waving their hands around, so pretending to be baby. So this Yoda. is Dr. Quinn, not to be confused with Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. No, it's a different Dr. Quinn. Okay. It's Dr. Quinn's space man, because it's not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really assuming genders right now? Maybe. It's Dr. Greg. He may identify as an Apache helicopter. I don't know. doesn't say in this article. <laughs> Well, how can it be trusted? <laughs> Fake news, man. Fake news. So, you know, hopefully that'll, like, eventually make it to the civilian market, and then we can get into drone racing and, you know, race our drones with the Force, which would be kind of cool. I mean, dude, I've watched some of the drone racing videos. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. Like, you know, like... With yeah, that's like one sport I would kind of... Like, <laughs> you know, wearing, like, the goggles and shit and seeing, like... I the... feel like I would crash my drone a lot, though. <laughs> That or it would Most turn definitely. into like drone demolition derby, and I'd just be like, "No, I I unintentionally took out this person's drone. Could not do that again." If <laughs> is I that tried. like the next the next level of that? Like we've got the battle bots. Do we get like drone version of battle bots where you're just like dog fighting drones, shooting at each other with like airsoft guns and stuff? I mean, that would be pretty cool. Or even like you know, um, almost like laser tag, you know? So like they have a you know, like multiple little target things, and it fires a little you know laser beam and. 
I totally want a drone now. That seems like something we could we could invent. It sounds pretty badass. <laughs> we probably can't invent that. We're probably gonna have to get people that are much smarter than you and I to uh, to incorporate that. But we probably just gave somebody an idea that they're gonna steal and make money off of. Trademark motherfuckers. <laughs> We're gonna do the laser drones. That was our idea first. Hashtag TM. Yeah. Transcendental meditation. What? I don't know. I was going for trademark. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of space exploration. We've talked about it, we've joked about the upcoming Space Force, but it has officially been signed into existence when uh, the new force will officially launch, or at this point has officially launched, on December 20th uh, when the president approved and signed the we annual no military budget. We have no president! He was impeached! Budget. What are you talking about? No, he's actually still the president. <laughs> no! He was impeached! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, and people, you know... Have not done the research and doesn't know what impeach actually means. <laughs> we did that thing that we did to Bill Clinton back in, you know. Yep, and he was still 90s. the president. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go anywhere. Hashtag not my president. <laughs> yeah, apparently forty million dollars of the seven hundred and thirty-eight billion military budget uh, next year will be used to get the space force off the ground. Yeah, you know, they're like, and despite its name, it's not going to be an army of like you know space warriors as. It should be. It's basically going to be unmanned technologies that will defend American satellites and other systems in orbit. Or they will spy on the American populace. <laughs> so yeah, they're uh, you know, and it will be led by Air Force General Jay Raymond, and could include up to sixteen thousand personnel. So basically, wait a second. I thought we just said it was going to be un unmanned and un like. It what? takes a bunch of joystick warriors to run those drones and shit. I mean, it's basically going to be space drones. Probably. Damn it. See, it's like Ender's Game. like you Or, know, uh, if... whatever. Armada. That book Armada where everyone's, like, you know, controlling, like, dr- drone fighters from their video game systems. Armada, a.k.a. Ender's Game. Yeah. You that's, know. <laughs> that's pretty much what, uh, what we're going for for the, from, for the sounds, what it sounds like. I wish I was a better video game player. Yeah, I can sign up for the Space Force. Damn. Could you imagine that, like... Man, my parents could have, like, been feeding my video game abilities and, like, be like, yes, I'm a master joystick manipulator. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were like, you can't make money playing video games. And, like, now there's, like, you know, people making millions of dollars playing video games. My parents lied to me. <laughs> they should have let me play more video games. Uh, you've heard of Ninja My Turtles. My government education that said you can do anything you want was right. My <laughs> parents were wrong. <laughs> and we've heard of Ninja Turtles. Well, apparently, turtles, you know, may be trying to kill you. A grumpy tortoise started a house fire on Christmas Day. And the picture they have of him, he definitely looks like pissed off. Like, I was definitely trying to kill you people. And y'all stopped it. I kind of get the feeling that he's like... Hey man, I'm just I'm just trying to chill in my shell. Why are all these bright lights on me? <laughs> yeah, in a uh, small town in Essex, Essex UK, uh, on Christmas uh, Day, uh, neighbors heard the pinging of a smoke alarm. Uh, fire department, yeah, f- quickly found a fire and put it out. And during the investigation, they realized the fire was started by th- their pet uh, tortoise. Who, uh, you know, a 50-year-old... Uh, I mean, was he, like, striking matches on a shell? Like, what was happening? <laughs> well, apparently he he uh, 
you know, knocked over a heat lamp and it landed in like the brush of his enclosure and lit it ablaze. I mean, he was 45, which is kind of young for a for a, a tortoise, but he might have just been like, I'm tired of these motherfuckers. Let's just end this shit. Tur- my tortoise brothers cold. rise up and destroy humanity. <laughs> we, you know, we've warned about Skynet. I mean, we've I guess not, we've uh, moved on from... from we've the, not warned about the, uh, the, the turtle uh, uprising. The, the sad passing of Grumpy Cat. Now we got Grumpy Tortoise. That's, he's going to be the new, uh, the new internet phenomenon, because, yeah, he's, he's definitely got a... A uh, <laughs> look on his face. So yeah, why yeah. you gotta be looking all turtle like? I'm yeah. shell shocked. <laughs> be careful with your tortoises, people. They may be trying to kill you. See, that's why I got you know water turtles, because if they knock their stuff in the their enclosure, it's just gonna hey, it's in water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's freaking electrocute him. You end up some turtle soup. <laughs> had turtle soup one time. It was actually pretty delicious. And speaking of weird animals, this may be why California is so fucked up. Thousands of penis fish washed up on a California beach. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. <laughs> yes, uh, Drake's Beat, California. You reach us... Capo, which is uh, a marine spoonworm, also known as the penis fish, cause it or the fat innkeeper worm, <laughs> is a big ass worm that looks like a dugan that lives under the sand, feeding on plankton, bacteria, and other small particles that fall into their mucus traps. <laughs> Uh, and can grow up to about 10 inches, which is pretty big penis fish. Mm. Bigger than your average penis fish. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, saying it was due to, uh, you know, some, uh, some bad storms that probably stirred up the sea floor and, you know, fish these guys out of their, their Sandy homes. And they washed up on a beach in California where apparently seagulls ate so much dick that, you know, they could barely move. They were so full. And there is horrifying... I was just wondering if there was a bunch of sandy vagina to go with all the penis fish. <laughs> oh, there are some uh, photos attached to this article. Follow the link on our website that are... It's literally thousands of these things on a beach. It's something you can't unsee. So if you want, like, a nightmare of... a beach full of penises. Go look at these photos. Don't recommend it. I'm already going to have nightmares. You're weak. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Howdy! This year, the Earth Station One podcast will experience its favorite geek out moment with episode number 500. That's over nine years of nerdy pop culture reviews, interviews, and con reports. Join the celebration with Mike and Mike each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite media player. We can also be found all over social media or at esonetwork.com. Peace. And we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. And now it's time for all things nerdy in the nerd news. 
And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right. In this rendition, we're going to go real quick, just like this last Star Wars movie. So moving right along, we got Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. It's Maverick. And yeah, that's, that's what we got. I don't know. This is going to be a little bit different because it's going to be more of a solo film and a leadership role. And it's going to be like, hey, you need to train these people. Otherwise, they're going to die. <laughs> The caffeine finally kick in for you. <laughs> I still got a headache, and like I said, we're we're just gonna move really, really quick. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty badass. I think I, I should mean, start reading disclaimers. It's uh definitely diff. It's it's weird because, like I said, you know, the first movie was such a about like Tomcats, and this one is like they're flying F-18s because we don't use the F-14 anymore. <laughs> I mean, we can't CGI an F-14. <laughs> Everything else gets CGI'd. Why we gotta use practical effects? <laughs> Yeah, but it looks like Maverick's now the uh, the instructor uh, role. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, him be a a leader and not just a Maverick. I mean, it was pretty cool, you know, and uh, the couple of snippets of action sequences that we got, you know. I mean, like, I felt like, you know, being a video gamer and stuff, like, we definitely don't get a lot of, like dogfight, you know, like ace combat style, you yeah, know, video games and stuff had, like, anymore. An actual, so uh, like, you know, so air air fighting movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I don't know. It, it's it's one thing that I guess, you know, maybe it's it's a little bit more difficult to pull off or whatever, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of anticipating it, pretty excited. I mean, you know, obviously, with it coming out June 26, 2020, as of right now, I mean, you know, they're gearing up for a big summer blockbuster release. And... Yeah, I mean, it's Tom Cruise, of course. It's like, yeah, he's going to get a summer release. It's <laughs> it's Tom fucking Cruise, man. I'm pretty sure, like, the summer... Tom Cruise missile? <laughs> and there's, like, one guy they show in the trailer that looks an awful lot like Goose. I'm, I'm assuming, like, one of the pilots he's training is probably going to be, like, Goose's son or something that's grown up and become a pilot now that's probably gonna be part of the story arc i'm assuming i don't know time will tell just have to wait and see i need you to stay awake my caffeine's wearing off and you're just kicking in from the side of it hey so what next man no time to die really (laughs) (laughs) i don't think Nice. Had a better segue. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess Bond. James, James Bond, Bond is uh, you know, going to resurface. Um, after know. Daniel Craig was like, "Nah, I ain't doing this shit no more." Apparently, money they, talks. Yeah, like, apparently I feel like... backed up a truckload of money, and he's like, "Yes, yes, I, I think I have one more in." Me. I mean, I feel like every time there's a James Bond, Daniel Craig's like, "No, I'm not doing it." And it's like they're gonna keep offering you money, and you're gonna do it. Like <laughs> we know that's uh, that's the thing. Like. Might as well just say, hey, if they, you know, propose and offer me the right amount of money, I'll do Bond again. Like, <laughs> I'll do anything as long as I'm getting paid, motherfuckers. So, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, do you feel like James Bond is starting to reach, you know, kind of its end of life? No. Nah, I mean, hell, they're, what, 25 movies in? Or something like that, something ridiculous like that. It's like the one of the longest running movie series, and I've I've seen every one of them. I will see this one too. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty badass. I would I would have thought they had 
switched to a new Bond by now, but Daniel Craig's still doing it, and he's been, yeah, kind of badass at it so far. They're going to, you know, de-age, use a little de-aging, um, you know, CGI. <laughs> Be like, hey, we're going to give you a new nose. James Bond, do a James Bond Jr. Uh, movie. No, that just sounds terrible. I mean, it was a pretty weird cartoon, but... <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm I'm not okay with that. Like, I, I did see a thing, like, uh, I guess... You know, uh, Baby Yoda being it is what it is for the Japanese um, Sonic trailer. Um, they showed a baby Sonic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everybody trying to Yoda it, Yoda it up now. That looks like it's going to make a lot of money. We should do that. Um, let's see. Hold on. I lost my train. Uh... This is the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I will say, like, if you're a fan of The Mandalorian, you should absolutely check out um, Mega Ran's song, uh, This is the Way. Because um, had that been released when we did The Mandalorian episode... I totally would have jacked that because I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's the dude. Uh, it's got some quality rhyme. Yeah, the Randalorian is the <laughs> it's what it is on YouTube. You look it up. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they literally posted like the day after we recorded. I'm like, man, this would have been an ultimate uh, <laughs> intro song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. It's not nerd news without us talking about a little anti-hero known as Deadpool. Ah, what's the pool up to these days? Well, apparently Ryan Reynolds has confirmed that Deadpool 3 is in development at Disney. What? Yeah. So, um, yeah, looks like um, Ryan Reynolds was on an interview with uh, uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan and uh, was asked about the third film, and he's like, yeah, we're working on that now. So, Sweet. I mean, and if you haven't seen Six Underground yet on Netflix, definitely check that out. That's his like newest thing to come out, and it's like pretty badass, legit uh, action movie. I mean, it's like straight up Michael Bay. Starts with a car chase and just kind of goes up from there. <laughs> it always starts out with a uh, a car chase, huh? Yeah, there's probably some like you know 360 camera shots because Michael Bay always throws one of those in. And I, I guess, you know, his iconic, you know... Like, I feel like, oftentimes, his special effects music carries over from Transformers. Like, he just has, like, those certain... Uh, yeah, now that I think like, about it, I'm like... Yeah, there's some definitely some Transformer-sounding moments in there. Um, let's, uh, speaking of Transformers, Disneyland is transforming. What? Yeah. Um. Apparently, they've got a Avenger Campus attraction. Um, hmm. Looks like that's set to open summer of 2020. I mean, I still haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. It definitely got to be a thing at some point. Yeah. So I guess Christmas Day as a hey guys, we're we're doing a thing. Um. Yeah. Disney California. Um. We'll be getting. Um, well, they say California knows how to party. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Tupac said it best. California. Um, and it looks like, um, you know, one of the cool things is um, they're going to actually use some Marvel theme eateries like um, Pimtest Kitchen. 
Huh. Is there going to yeah. be a shawarma place? There may be. <laughs> um, looks like um, the ride Web Slinger and Sling Webs, as well as Catch Escaping skeet, Spider skeet, Bots. Skeet. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I kind of um, you know, like these kind of themed, you know, areas where like. You know, it's almost like walking through Hollywood sets and stuff like that, you know? I don't know. There's something about seeing stuff like, like, you know, and in person more so than just experiencing it on, you know, a theatric screen. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, feels uh, interactive when you can walk down the, walk down the streets. Down the skeets. <laughs> I'm a hero, too. No, you're not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, and it's not, you know, an official wrap-up unless we close on something Star Wars. So, uh, with the wrap-up of Season 1, guess what? Season 2. When So far away. When do we get it? <laughs> When's it happening? Well, it looks like apparently fall of 2020. Yeah, so probably oh next my God, almost November. Oh, year. Like, ah. Oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gonna. Well, supposedly, I guess early next year, a lot of those Avenger series will finally hit Disney Plus, or you can just cancel your shit till next November when, <laughs> whenever Star Wars comes back. <laughs> if you if you've run out of things, but to I mean, if you're subscribed to Hulu, Plus. then you know the fact that you get Hulu with Disney Plus, like, kind of keeps you locked in. And I will say, like, you know, I've looked at some of the other content and stuff. Um, Probably gonna stay subscribed. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many Marvel and old Star Wars movies and series that there's plenty to keep you going until next well, year. Well, not only that, but then like you know, a lot of the Fox sitcoms and stuff like that from the '90s and things like yeah, and the uh, a lot of shit worth going back and revisiting. The world according to Jeff Goldblum's been kind of interesting. <laughs> I've watched a couple episodes yeah, of that. I've seen a few like. Um, I don't know, the one that he did with the, um, you know, there's a YouTube channel when I was first getting into um, barbecuing, like with the Barbecue Pit Boys, and just looking at him being completely out of his element, <laughs> hanging around with a bunch of rednecks, you know, grilling meat and stuff, like, you know, after I saw him on uh, Hot Ones, and, you know, he would just take a little nibble of a chicken wing and stuff, and I'm like, you know, here's these guys cooking up 20-pound slabs of meat and, you know, <laughs> everything, like... Yeah, Goldblum is so weird. He's just, it's fun to watch. Yeah, so there's a few things. I mean, that, it looks like a lot of like documentary stuff on there, too. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm ready for some more original series. But there's definitely enough there to make it worth the six bucks a month. Uh, any other tidbits, news, anything you want to share with the listeners at well, home? Well, this episode should go up on New Year's Eve, so this will be our last show of 2019. Happy New Year's, people. We'll see you in 2020. And will with we? That, oh, yeah. Wait, oh, hold on. Maybe maybe we can clue some folks in. Well, we're, we're, we're doing some experiments and, and looking around and maybe starting to do some video segments or maybe even a video version of the podcast for youtube we're, we're working out the details on that now so there's our new year's resolution maybe we'll actually see how fugly we are in 2020 <laughs> if you haven't seen us in person <laughs> i know how fugly i am as of right now that's why people will no they're like no nope, dude's got a fugly voice 
Yeah, I gotta hit the gym. I gotta lose some weight before we start yeah, doing this shit on camera. Camera adds twenty pounds, so <laughs> I know I gotta lose at least forty. <laughs> and with that, check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com and the esonetwork.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Instagram, and Stitcher. Or yeah, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. Get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com use your promo code cigar nerds get your smoking shirts at realmensmokecigars.com and we also have cigar nerd podcast on youtube now if you want to go ahead and jump in there when the content starts dropping uh and with that be with me be with me and this has been a recording of the cigar nerd podcast we your hosts smoking joe and brad jackson join us next time for more adventures in nerddom This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.